0: Welcome to the Raiseology Podcast with your host, pediatrician, and parenting mentor, Sharon Somek, here to empower parents to raise resilient and independent children. Grab your coffee or your margarita and let's get started. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should be used to supplement rather than substitute the care provided by your physician. Newsflash overwhelmed moms. Most of us feel stuck when it comes to parenting effectively. Mostly because we second guess our parenting decisions, we feel guilty when we're too firm, we lose our patience and yell when things aren't going how we planned. Bottom line, parenting without direction feels like a bumpy roller coaster you don't want to be on, but can't seem to get off of. But it doesn't have to be this way. Here's the good news. I've been working behind the scenes to gather a community of amazing, overwhelmed moms from all across the globe who are getting together to support each other, feel more secure in their motherhood, enjoy their children more, and start building strong, lasting relationships with their families. We don't complain. We don't moan. We take action. Simply join this free Facebook community at raiseologycom forward slash community or search in Facebook for the group called Parenting with Love and Authority. I'm excited to meet you there. Welcome everyone to the Razeology podcast. I have with me today Jason Kreidman. He's the founder of Dad University, an educational company dedicated to helping dads learn what they're not taught in school. Through his weekly YouTube videos, podcasts, and social media, he offers advice on parenting, relationships, and self-improvement for dads. And I'm really excited to have you here today, Jason. How are you doing today?
1: Doing good. It's it's not too early here. I'm in California, so I'm I'm awake now. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> My day is like half over.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: But, um, I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about yourself, about dad university, about sort of how you even thought to start it. And then I'm really excited to get into our topic today, which is how, you know, we can help our, our kids, dads be more involved in the parenting journey and be just more involved fathers and and helpful at home, which would be awesome. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it's good to be here, and thank you for uh, having this conversation. I started. I I have a nine year old uh, daughter, an eleven year old son, and married. And so my wife and I, when we had our second child, you know, so my first child was about two years old, and I I was really stressed out. I had felt like you know all kinds of things were happening. I had a mother who was ill. I had, you know, financial issues happening. I was stressed because I now had this new baby. We now have two kids. You know, it's all of those exciting life things that were happening all at once, and i I felt myself getting upset a lot. I was uh, angry. I was probably yelling more than I should have, and I just felt like there had to be something different. And so I started a meetup group. That's actually how it started. I started a local meetup group. I'm in San Diego, California. And I just said, you know what? There's got to be other dads who are going through the same thing. My peers and my friends, uh, I really, we didn't talk much. It's not like we had conversations too much. I mean, they had kids, but so I felt like there ha- I had to reach out a little bit more and get other dads who were interested in this kind of topic.
0: Did any of your friends at the time actually come to your meetup group? It's interesting because I think meetups are really popular where you are. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that like in the city in New York, there are more meetups. But I find here where I am on Long Island, it's much less common, although you're starting to hear more about it. But did any of your friends show up at your meetup group? So
1: So for the longest time, one family friend uh, really got a lot out of it and was there in the beginning. But I put notices out to like my friends and other people, like even business associates are nobody came. And, you know, for a long time, there may have been two, three, four guys sitting there. And and I just kept it up. I kept it up. And then eventually we were having a dozen guys coming. And, you know, and and so I just kind of I I didn't really heavily market it that way. I didn't say, oh, gosh, you got to come. This is so great. I would maybe tell somebody about it, and then you could immediately say whether you could see whether they were receptive or not. You know, I I wasn't going to try to convince someone that they needed to talk about their issues. You know, that that was kind of up to them. So I did that for a couple of years, and you know, was enjoying it. And then a a, a business associate of mine who had done a podcast said, "You know what? You you might want to expand this and maybe do a podcast. This is a real interesting topic, and you seem like you're really into this." And so. Go back also for the meetup group, I had been taking parenting classes and got a certification in teaching parenting classes and was so I was I was starting to get really interested in the parenting topic as a coach or to kind of help other people and just for myself. And so that through that whole process, that's where I then was like, you know, maybe I should do a podcast and that that'd be kind of fun. And really just like cathartic for me, you know, to say, oh, maybe I can talk about some of these topics with him. Um. At the time, it was called Dudes to Dads. So, you know, the idea was he was the dude, I, I was the dad, and we would talk about these various topics of becoming a father. And so, and that worked, and we started doing that weekly. And then about two years ago, I kind of, you know, turned it up a little bit more because I just felt like there was more to do, started doing videos. And that's probably where it started taking off, you know, in much more, um, I should say much quicker, started getting much more interest, much more followers, you know, and now it's where the point where brands are starting to talk to us and do things. And so it it actually, I don't sell anything. I'm putting out information that I've learned and that I can help people with, or that I am interested in and see what resonates with people. And that it's just, it's been really rewarding to do that. And so you know, by my trade is as an internet marketer, I've been doing that for 20 years as a consultant and helping people. And this is a whole new world. And and it's been really fun for me. Certainly some of it, you know, has, it's been a lot of work. I stay late sometimes and record or, you know, do things. And so there's some sacrifice, but my wife and kids are really supportive of it. They love it. And so it, it, it went, I think maybe from a passion project to now being something that is actually Really resonating with people, and I'm enjoying that I'm enjoying the results of it. in fact, I just you know I, I got a comment this morning on youtube I'm getting a lot of YouTube comments, and the guy just said, you know I just had my baby I'm going to watch every single one of your videos. this is so helpful you know they're watching in the delivery room they are um it's just it's great, and I can see why there's sort of an addiction to that you know that that's awesome that, that yeah people, the feedback if you will there's there's a lot of feedback in this business so That's That's great. great. So That's
0: really great. Awesome. So I do want to start talking a little bit about our topic for the day. So, you know, I I guess the first thing I would say is like, let's talk about why we even think this is an important topic to talk about, right? So why are we going to talk about how to help the moms listening to this podcast, because I think by and large, that's who listens to this podcast, right? Or, you know, you could flip it if there's, there are some stay at home dads or dads that are the primary caregiver, you could easily sort of flip this content and think about how to get your partner more involved. But why is that even important?
1: Well, I can go back to when I was first taking parenting classes, I was the only man in there. And then when I was going to be a teacher and getting certified, I was the only guy there you know traditionally that has been the case it's been it's just very female dominated you know i think the narrative is changing a bit which is great there's certainly the younger generation seems to be more involved every time i feel like there is great progress i get some comments of somebody who's still living back in the 50s but by and large it feels like you know there is a shift and but at the same time, there is still so much more to be shifted. And, you know, this idea that a, a father, you know, is the breadwinner only and the, the mom takes care of the kids and it's just, it's not realistic anymore. It doesn't. And I don't think the children benefit by not having that you know, or by not having that, but, you know, they really benefit by the father being there and being involved. And, and, and quite frankly, it benefits you as the individual. I mean, that's, for me, the transformation over the last couple of years, you know, I came from a great background. I, I had great parents, what I would consider great parents. I'm close with my siblings. I, so I, I had a very um, you know, stable and normal childhood. And not a lot of people do. And so I certainly come from maybe a different context than a lot of people do. And so it's like, how can I help? How can I help other people if they don't have that same context? How can I make the information that I'm trying to you know, provide digestible? Because a lot of men, just like I said about my friends, not wanting to come to the meetup, they just don't care. They, It's not that they don't care about their kids. They love their kids, but they don't necessarily care about improving the process or reducing their stress level. Or I, I guess that's what it is, is that maybe that the effort is not there. And so that's been part of the struggle is get, is reaching those people who are not seeking it out, but need it. And yeah, you
0: know. do you think they don't care or do you think they're not aware of their need for it? You know, uh-huh. I think, yeah. yeah, I talk to a lot of parents and mostly moms that, you know, on one hand, they reach out to me because they recognize that something needs to change right on the other hand they are living in this phase where they've almost like convinced themselves that the struggle they're experiencing is normal right Right. and they and it's it's not that they don't care they do care right? right But they are in some ways afraid of the effort it takes to make those changes.
1: Well, I I think also men are very late to recognize a problem. And you may know this. Yeah. I mean, you may know this with, you know, with couples, the man will be like, well, until she's walking out the door or kicks me out, or she says she wants to file a divorce, why would I? Why do I have to make the effort to do that? It's like, right, going to the, you know, yeah, I'm not going to go to the dentist until I have, a, like, my mouth is hurting. Like, why would I go on, a, you know, every six months like you're supposed to? Right. And I, th- I think men have a tendency more to do that. And as it relates to their children, until there is a problem, which happens way later, and it's already, you know, the seven years that you've invested in your child, then they say, wow, I don't understand why my son or my daughter is getting in trouble at school for bullying other children, or I can't believe they're having a whole bunch of problems, you know, uh, being attentive or, and that kind of situation, I think it's just, it's kind of being oblivious to some of the issues that could potentially be now at the same time, we could go and say, well, maybe mom's worry too much, you know, it could be on both ends of the extreme where he's going to grow, you know, he's going to grow up to be X, Y, Z. So I have to curb this now, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I will agree with that. I think that men are the fathers are later to recognize that there's a problem. And I think that's a big challenge I have, right. Is that I speak to a lot of moms who really want to make changes and invest in themselves. And then they speak to their spouses or sometimes I'm speaking to both of them on the phone and they don't see the value because they think things are just going to improve magically on their own. Right. Right. Until it's, I don't want to say too late because I don't think it's ever like really too late, but until they're at a point where they're in crisis mode. Right. And then the effort needed to make those changes and, and what needs to happen in order for real change to be made is so much different and, and more involved. Right. Right. And damage Done, right? There's been lost connection and and it it is harder to recover from that. Not that it's not possible, but it is more challenging.
1: Right. And and so I think that's the part where, you know, as a man, if you can recognize that like this is this is maintenance just like anything else, but it's also gonna really help you. I mean, that's where that's where I found like even selfishly, how much I was just talking with my with my daughter yesterday and just about how I'm so much more calm around them. And granted, you know, uh, zero to five is much different anyways, Uh, you know, as, as now that they're a little bit older, you know, things are calmer. There's just different problems, but I have felt quite a difference in how I approach my parenting and how I deal with these issues that it has really helped me. I've benefited. My business has benefited. My relationship has benefited. So that's part of the motivation too. It's like, wow, this is actually going to make me feel better in addition to making my child, you know, be better off. So I think that's, that's some of the things that, um, I find that to
0: be definitely true. You know, it's this journey for me has done the same, you know? Uh, and really when I work with moms, I'm working with them. I mean, I find the parenting strategy to be secondary to the work that they're really doing on themselves. Because I think that that's setting such a beautiful example for their kids.
1: You know? Yeah. And I, I talk like with a lot of my videos, I'll say, you know, I've done everything from, you know, here's how you change a diaper to, you know, talking about empathy and, you know, how to deal with grief or whatever. And I try to dip in, you know, once in a while, some of those personal development stuff, you know, the, the men aren't as receptive to it. And those videos don't necessarily do as well. I mean, men are very tactical. They want to know, like, how do I do this? How do I do that? But that is, it's about the whole picture, you know, and when we start to realize that, that's what our life becomes really fruitful and just, it's, you know, I can get up every morning and feel good and have energy and all of these things. And part of that is just by doing a lot of work. It's just, it takes work, Um, but I've never been afraid of that. So that's where, you know, that's where it helps out. Yeah.
0: Awesome. So, you know, how can we get our partners more involved?
1: Yeah. So the first thing I would say is attention. So now many women, when they are first having a baby, they may say, well, the man, my husband or significant other is probably the last person I care about right now because I have this baby with me. And so for, as men, we feel probably third on the totem pole. If you have a pet, we're probably fourth, you know, and and can even be fifth if there's some family member that you're really close to. And so, What happens is, is that the men have a tendency often to pull back or they won't get as involved because they quite frankly, just don't feel very good about not getting that attention. And, and so, and it's vice versa. I mean, I talk about all the time, you know, when a woman's going through pregnancy, the first, you know, when they're early parents, how much appreciation matters and even the little things, you know, of appreciating and having some gratitude about those little things can really go a long way. And as men, we respond really well to appreciation. Like, you know, when, when, when my wife says something like, gosh, I really appreciate that you did this. Is it, you better believe I'm going to do it again. Like it's, it's like, you know, we'll talk about maybe positive reinforcement. It's, it feels so good to know that the person appreciates it. And it's not that you want them to throw a huge party and put out balloons about that you did something, but that attention, which I'm talking about appreciation and attention, but that attention is really important. And I feel like that could be, you know, that could be date nights, that could be um, simply just sitting on the couch and massaging somebody's feet. I mean, there's so many different things where you could give someone attention and knowing what for them helps, you know, and what makes them feel good. So I think as a man feels like he has that attention, In the beginning, he might do some of those things for her, but he's going to realize that how much it's benefiting him. So if she wants him to help, it is giving him more attention, not getting upset with him because he's not doing something, you know? So I think that's a big one.
0: Yeah. It makes perfect sense to me, right?
1: Yeah. And then, which kind of leads into that appreciation. So the, you know, the attention is one thing and then the appreciation that is those little things that just, you can appreciate those little things and that that makes a big difference also.
0: Yeah, where he doesn't feel like he needs to move mountains in order to feel noticed and because right. that's not realistic to be doing all the time too, right?
1: Right, yeah. And then another thing is the division of labor. So especially when you're a new parent, I suggest writing it all down. And so- the way that that gets him more involved is he literally has tasks. You know, I mean, men can, many men will respond that way. If you know that your your husband responds that way, is literally like, nope. Your bath time on Wednesday and Friday. You are makes you're responsible for dinner on Tuesday, Thursday. You know, and literally writing out that kind of schedule. And for a young baby or something, it's crucial to have a schedule, anyways. But I think giving him those tasks will help him be more involved because most men, at least that I come in contact with say, yeah, no, I want to help. Like, what should I do? And they don't, but they just don't really know what to do. And a woman will often say, well, you should just know, like, you should just know it's the same, you know, you should just know how to help me. And, or I, I don't even want to have to ask, which is another you know thing, but we don't. And, and most of the time we don't know. And so if we can be told, we're very happy to do it. You know, I saw my parents for whatever it was, you know, 50 years, didn't realize it as much. When my mom passed away, I realized how much my mom had just instructed my dad what to do all the time. You know, it said, here, these are the things I need you to do. Here's the list. Good. I mean, cause I was like, wow, my dad's always involved and always doing these things. And then when she passed, he wasn't like, there was a huge shift. And I realized it was like, wow, she was actually the one who was saying, here, go do this. Here's the list of things you need to do. Call the kids, you know, do whatever it was. And and granted, some people might look at that as like a robot, but I think just for many men, it's just what it is. Like we we need that, and so at the same time, one of the other tips, which a lot you know, some women feel good about, some don't, is actually just asking for help. You know, I've talked to some women that say, "Absolutely not, I'm not going to ask him. I feel like I should do it, or I feel like I should be able to handle it because I'm a stay at home mom," or Whatever the justification they think it is. But that's not the case. Like, we all can ask for help and be okay with that.
0: Yeah. And we were, I actually was just having this discussion with a client an hour ago, not about asking even her husband to help, but even asking, like, her, the person who helps her with the kids to help, right? Because it was, there is this feeling I speak to a lot of moms and some of them are working moms and some of them work part time and some of them are stay at home moms. And there is this feeling of, you know, it's my responsibility. And I think that that leads to a lot of overwhelm and There's a lot of guilt around passing off some of that responsibility, especially for stay-at-home moms in, in the sense of like, well, I'm home. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is basically my job. How could I ask him to do that? And I think in some ways that's actually selfish, right? Because there is a lot of benefit to both parties if you ask for help, right? Right. I know my husband wants to feel Mm -hmm. like helping me and he wants to feel important. And he may or may not always be able to do it, but you know, we definitely I I take on most of the stuff with the kids, most of the driving, most of all of that. But you know, one day a week he picks them up, you know, at an after school activity. And, you know, if he can't do it, he feels incredibly guilty, right? right? Even though I can help but he really loves having that responsibility and it's time for him to spend in the car with the kids. And so I, instead of thinking of it, like I'm giving up, like I'm, I'm asking him to do something, maybe thinking about it is like, how does he benefit from doing it?
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the overall mentality is, is we are a team you know if if you are married or if you're is having the significant other is that you are a team and it is a 50-50 team and like you know what when you have a team it's like if somebody can't do something or falls back you know it's like the military or a sports team or whatever you pull your other team member up and so you know sometimes there's there's the good thing that people may be able to do that emotionally like when one person's really down i know with my wife that absolutely happens when one of us is not Doing as well, the other one absolutely like steps in and takes o- takes over that. But even as it relates to the task, it's like, all right, how can we get this done? And it's not like, well, I'm doing this and you're doing that. And it's like, you keep a score, you know. Certainly, if you feel like it's not even, then you have to discuss that, you know. And you have to be able to, to communicate that that it's like, listen, I just I can't make all of this, 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 and this, you know, every day is it possible that you could help out and do X, Y, and Z, you know? And if she or he can't, then they have to communicate that too. But you have to be able to, to communicate your needs and also in a way that's not complaining, you know, that that's another thing that um, regardless, you know, and I, I'm a former avid former complainer and realized I'm, I'm, I'm a recovering complainer, I should say, <laughs> and uh, have realized how bad that, didn't work you know and even with my kids like complaining that their room is not clean guess what it doesn't make them clean their room or want to clean their room so when you when you figure that out you start to change your narrative you start to change how you talk you start to, because i you know for me i'm by trade like i said i'm an optimizer i optimize websites and optimize things so for me it's about efficiency and realizing how inefficient I was with my kids just woke me up, you know, to say, wow, like that's not working. I wonder why I have to tell them a thousand times the same thing. Well, part of it's just them being a kid, but the other is like, that doesn't work. Like I've got to try a different approach. And so it's the same with the spouse. If, if you nag, whine, complain, any of those things, it's just not going to work. No, nobody wants to help you when you are in that state versus maybe sometimes being vulnerable, maybe being just sincere. Maybe you know, Those are states where you can actually make an impact and somebody who's going to want to help you. you know?
0: Yeah. And yeah. think about what you're modeling for your kids in that state too.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I know now you know, how I speak with my kids you know, really does have, like when I talk to him and say, "Hey, listen, guys, you know," and I'll have a sit down and say, "Listen, we're having some difficulty, you know, getting to bed on time. What do we need to do here? Like, what are the things we, you know versus you guys can't go to bed on time every single night? It's you know, what that doesn't doesn't accomplish anything. So I think that that approach really does you know does have an impact. So those are, those are some things. Another big one, this is, and this is kind of funny. I don't know if you have uh, some, some, you can relate to this, but is there is more than just your way of doing things.
0: This is something that I sometimes feel challenged by.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we all, if we were, if, if we have an issue with control, that will certainly do it. But yes. So what happens is we, and this happens with newborns. It happens as we get a little bit older, but you know, it's like, Putting, like dressing the children when they're really, really young. And, you know, the you, maybe the husband dresses the child and then the wife comes out and says, why did you put that shirt on? You know, or, you know, why did you feed them that? You know, or I tell you, any of that kind of discussion, why do I want to do it again? You know, if I'm yeah. going to I'm not going to want to do it again. And so you you really want to be mindful of how you criticize what somebody does and especially if they're helping out so for
0: sure i actually i have this discussion a lot with parents around other people that are helping you with your kids right so like if you want your mom to take your kids for the weekend it's not really exciting for her to do that if you're leaving her with a list of very detailed instructions of how she needs to take care of your kids for the weekend. Right. Yeah. And I almost go to the other extreme. Like if I'm leaving my kids with my mom for the weekend, I'm like, here you go. Have fun. And like, she might not hear from me the whole weekend, right. You know? But you know, she doesn't want to feel like, okay, mom, but how much TV did they watch? And what did you guys do? And did you feed them this? And like, she's not going to want to watch my kids again. right? Right? So it's the same idea. And it's hard for some people to really let go of those things. And I would say, especially if it's someone who it's not just a weekend away, right? But if it's a more consistent thing, it's a lot more challenging.
1: Yeah, yeah. With the letting the people that's interesting, because, you know, if I know that if I was going to watch somebody's child, I will ask all those questions because like, I, I, you know, being respectful of that, I'm on the other end of saying, so tell me what, what is the, what's the rules? What's the, like, you know, and I, I totally get it. And my, my mother called me out on that when she was here like, I'm with my son. And she's basically like, listen, what happens at grandma's house stays at grandma's house. <laughs> yeah. I just, I kind of just then rolled with that you know, and I allowed that to happen. And of course, you know, his memories are very positive. Oh, well, she got some extra candy, you know, or he got these other things. And so,
0: yeah. yeah. You can appreciate that even more now than most of us probably. It is, you know, it's a special thing. And certainly if I was babysitting somebody else's children, I, it would help me to have some guidelines, but I also would feel sort of like if you're trusting me with your child. I'm assuming that you trust that I'm your child is going to be safe. Your child's going to have everything they need, right. and your child will be relatively happy. Unless and, you're paying
1: for it, though. I mean, if you're paying for well, it, that's unless a you're yeah. paying for it. I'm sorry. I, I'm okay. saying
0: like as a favor, right? right? Like if if a friend of mine is is saying, "Hey, can you watch my kids for the day?" Right. right? I I am going to assume that they're doing that because they trust me enough to care for their kids at a certain level. Right. And if they're giving me very specific instructions, I'm not going to be excited about doing it again because it will become less, it will feel more like a job
1: yeah. than like something for fun to
0: help someone.
1: Right. right. Then, then give me an hourly wage and I'll watch your child exactly the way you <laughs> want it. You know? Yeah, right. no that that totally makes sense. It's 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 something that we just need to be mindful of.
0: It, well, it's sort of like what I, I cringe when I hear fathers say mm-hmm. that they are babysitting their children. Right? <laughs> it's not called babysitting when they are your own children.
1: <laughs> right. It's right.
0: It's just yeah. being with my kids, right? right? And so, but it maybe they feel like they're babysitting because they're being given a very specific task list and very specific instructions.
1: Right. And if, maybe if the wife does that, they should say, okay, well, here's my hourly rate, you know, right? and then uh, maybe they'll stop doing that. But yeah, for for sure. So those are great. Uh, One or two more the allowing him to have the one-on-one time. So what happens often, and especially if somebody is the primary caregiver or let's even say, you know, maybe the father works you know, during the week and he's not, he's not home till late. So they do things as a family on the weekends. It probably doesn't give much time for him to have one-on-one time with the child. And that I think is, I mean, it's important for many different aspects. The bonding is important for the, the, the primary caregiver to get away and be able to do something that's not, you know, related to the child. And I just think that that was, that's really important. And so like, for me, I really, I remember coming off from work, I would always, a lot of times do the bath time, you know, and like, for me, that was, that was great. And I really enjoyed that until my son started saying, mommy, 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 where's mommy? I want mommy to do my bath. And then I was like, oh, well, that's great. I'm, you know, that's what I thought was our special moment, but she was spending more time with him. And so, but eventually that became our thing. And so, you know, I was able to do that more. Um, and then now as my children are older, I, I go camping with them. So I'm part of the, uh, the, the YMCA here locally has uh, the dads and daughters and the dads and sons. And so that's been an, an amazing program for me. And, you know, and it, maybe I do see my kids you know, during the week, but it's, it's a concentrated amount of time where from a Friday night to a Sunday morning, we are camping. You know, we're camping with other dads and other daughters. And so I get that one-on-one time. Otherwise, we do a ton of family stuff together but it's my wife and us kids and we're going places and doing things. And you just don't have the one-on-one time is so special and so different. And um, so my wife has started now taking them to concerts. And so that's her thing. And so, you know, some sort of music that they share, they both like. And so she's been doing that, you know, every couple months or so, we'll take them. And it was funny cause I go camping all the time. And of course, my children are like, oh, no, no, my favorite time ever was the time I went to this concert. You know, I'm like, wow. You know, so not that I'm competing, but I was like, oh, great. You take them to one concert. I'm camping all these weekends. You take them to one concert and they have a better time. So, but we laughed about it, but it, it it is creating those memories. And that one-on-one time right. is just like nothing else. So I think the advice maybe for if it's the mom trying to get more involved is actually to look into something like that, where it is a father, daughter, father, son type of activity, if it's organized, great. If it's not, then still find something that they can do together. You know, maybe it's Sunday morning bike rides, you know, or a, a Saturday morning walk to the donut shop or, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's just that they have something that is like a special time for them.
0: Yeah. My husband will take the kids rollerblading or do, he's the one who bikes with them and does a lot of that. Fun stuff, yeah. and, and they love it. It's really, the really important, important part important when you have
1: when you have multiple kids is to make sure it's one on one. You know that's the part that is it hard. Is,
0: to- right, it is very hard. We have four kids, so <laughs> it is <laughs> it is hard to find one on one time for each of them. Yep. All the time, but we do as much as we can for each of us to have one-on-one time. Listen, I think we also have to be realistic about it, and and we look at our days in such a way where okay, where can we realistically do this? So you know, our kids' school schedules are a little staggered, makes it a little easier. You know,
1: no, it's um, never. It's not going to be easy. And, but and it's not to, easy. Yeah. yeah you have to easy. do what works for you, and maybe maybe it isn't hour a month per child or an event Whatever per month is. per yeah. child. But imagine from the child's point of view how amazing that is. Like you have four or three siblings and you get a chance to hang out with your dad by yourself. Yeah. And it that's pretty special. I mean I recall those times where I mean I have two older sisters where I got to hang out with my dad by myself. It I remember it still. I mean we went fishing, we would, you know, play this like trackball game and like I still remember those times and that's something that obviously had quite an impact for me, you know, where I was able to spend that one-on-one time. Now we did tons of family vacations and we did tons of family stuff. We were in sports as a family, but it just is not the same thing. And that's where to get him more involved. And I think is to set up those one-on-one times. Yeah, it
0: is. It is. It's really important. I think it's important for him and I think it's important for the kids
1: you know? Yeah. So I, I mean, I think in general, like the, you know, the overall theme is you can't force somebody to want, to want, to want to be more involved, you know, but you can do things which can impact their thought process. You can do things that are going to be beneficial for them. And so when you start to realize some of those things that you can do, it's, you know, it's the appreciation, it's the attention, it's setting those one-on-one time. You can do those things without. Or just sort of, there's like that indirect effect. And the indirect effect is that they're going to spend more time with the child. They're going to be more involved. Now, if there's resistance or they just don't want it, like you can't force somebody to do it. But at the same time, you kind of can in some instances. I can recall, I, there was a time where I got involved with a business and I, I was more like an employee than a consultant where I was there all the time. And I was working late for a, a a steady period of time. And my wife, my child, children were young. And my wife just said, listen, I really want you to be home for dinner. Like, and it really wasn't an ask. I mean, it was like, you need to do this. Like, this is for our family. And I could see how important it was for her. And I kind of just woke up and was like, you know what? You're right. Like, cause we had also established how important the dinners were for us. And I kind of just let it get away because it did. And I had to come back to that. And so I, I praise her for just calling me out on it. And, you know, she did it. She did it nicely and respectfully. But it was like, listen, I, I really want you to be here for dinner. How, how can you adjust your schedule so that we can make that happen? You know, do, can you work from home afterwards? Can you? And so she, she understood, like, I still had to do the work. But how could we make it work so that everybody benefits from that? You know, and I think yeah. that's, a, that's a big takeaway as well, is, you know, is communicate about it and figure it out. You know, ask him, hey, I just think it would be great for our daughter to be able to do, 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 do What would you say would be something that you'd be interested in doing? Or, you know, how much time do you think you could allocate to that? You know, and you kind of put it in their court. And I think that that's a, that's a nice way of putting it. Let them answer it.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. Because, you know, when you tell them to do something, it might be a good idea. But when they come up with it themselves, it's brilliant. Her,
1: yeah. Yeah, my daughter the other day came up to me and said hey dad c- after uh you know work and school talk can can you come out and she wants she wants to learn how to play volleyball I was a volleyball player I was like my eyes like lit up because I've tried to play with her before I've tried like me dragging her out there and so she was like yeah well, I really want to hit the ball around I'm like uh yeah 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 I mean like I jumped at the opportunity I made sure I was home I you know and so, um, it's just, it's something it's like, you know, just, you have to really value that time. And especially yeah. if it, I mean, if it comes from the child, it's even, it's even more and, yeah. you know, incredible that you, you, you want to make sure that happens. So,
0: yeah, well, this has been really great. I think that the audience has a lot to think about, <laughs> um, and we welcome comments. And
1: yeah. Welcome comments and feedback and, you know, and, yeah, and I- too. yeah.
0: For sure. And I think that this is important for really like parents of any age children, which is what is so wonderful about it. So, Jason, I'm really, really appreciate that you came. Yeah, thank you. And that we were able to have this discussion. Um, can you just um, tell us how the audience can listen and watch your videos and where they can find you?
1: Yeah. So the, probably the, the big, the biggest place is, uh, is YouTube. So YouTube dad university, but my website, daduniversity.com, has the links wherever that, you know, somebody has social, they can, they, whatever their favorite social channel is, we're on it. And so we, we you know, we put out weekly videos, we put out a uh, podcast, we put out information, um, for dads. And if moms like it, that's great too. You know, we certainly welcome that. And then, you know, and any feedback that they have regarding this, they can obviously contact you or, put some comments in and we'd love to hear that as well. So, Yeah,
0: sure. Awesome. Well, thanks again for being here. And um, I look forward to the feedback from the episode for sure.
1: Sounds great. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Raiseology
0: podcast. Head over to www.raiseology.com where you'll find plenty of you've got this resources for parents and any links or tools mentioned in today's show. Be sure to hit subscribe on your podcatcher so that you can listen to the next episode the minute it's out. Until next time, have an empowered week.